When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hook them up with E and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Shotgun Willis sits around in his underwear. I'm now watching the video of the inmate looking to make bond. And threw together a six-leg parlay that all hit. Made 13466 on his way home today. Got a bet on you, man. Got a bet on yourself. Rams, winner Jets. How about that? That's a call. That Jets against the Eagles. Man. I don't know how he got that one. Raiders beating Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Liberty and WNBA, the Bills and the Lions. The, all, all of them made sense. I, I don't know about the WNBA one, I'll admit. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't researched WNBA. But how the hell did he get Jets over Eagles? That man's been doing his homework, man. That man's been doing his homework. That Good man has been doing his homework. That wouldn't have, that's he doing, what was he in jail for? Dang coaching mistake right there. I don't know there. what he's in jail for, but somebody needs to hire that man to make Hustling picks. Too hard. <laughs> yeah, we got some. Uh, we got some. Yeah, you need to find him, Ty. We can hire that man him, to make some picks. We can start having him on on Fridays against <laughs> go head to head with the inmate guy. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would That'd be, be a good. great radio bit. <laughs> that would be an awesome bit. I'll do some research. See if we can find that guy. Uh, we for want real. him. Get us a sponsor or something. Hey man. <laughs> Like, uh, like I said, that, I don't know how he... You that, do my bookie, man. It's my book. That was really... <laughs> Call 777-77 right. for jail release. Bail bondsman. <laughs> oh, I like that. Call oh. Rashid for jail release. He'll cook you up a parlor. Hey, we've got some serious uh, conversations going on here four hours into our five-hour conversation. Can I play this for you, Rod? Because we... Uh, Hit me. I mentioned... we got to play this. this. This is just the natural sound of Bryce Harper's, on his birthday, first inning home run last night. They hit 112 decibels. Uh, on the noise gun. Listen to this when Br- Bryce Harper in the first inning. Kyle Schwarber had already hit a home run to lead off the game. Now here's batter number three. Unbelievable. 111 they hit on the noise meter. That place went bananas. They were jumping up and down, mm. people throwing beers. Pretty freaking sweet. First inning, man. Uh, that was awesome. Just like the uh, the, the Rangers put the mm. Astros fans to sleep in the first inning with four runs, and then they were, you know, silenced. Uh, Phillies came alive in the first inning with two big home runs. So we've got that going on the baseball side of things. Rangers up two zero. We got the Cowboys with a big bounce back game. Um, but we talked earlier, Rod, last hour about the hierarchy of the NFL and you know where the tiers are, mm-hmm. and there's already teams forming. And this is we've talked about. Keep an eye on on tanking this year in pro football. <laughs> Well, just because the quarterback class, because the is quarterback so good. class is so good, yeah. And you know, I, I, I was, you know, because I mentioned, could the Spurs again or the Patriots parallel the Spurs? Because the Spurs literally tanked, right? Is there any doubt the Spurs were tanking the last couple of years to try they'll, to get? They'll say it wasn't, but we all know it. We was. all know it was. We all know it was. Yeah, That's why okay. I start to wonder, you know, if you're Robert Kraft and you're the owner of the New England Patriots and you've had so much success with Bill Belichick and things are not going well right now. Is there? What if Belichick came to you and said, "Look, let's just let's just tank this thing. I, I'll oversee the rebuild. We'll get ourselves a quarterback. Whether we get the first pick or not, we can get 
you know, Caleb Williams or Drake May, we can start the rebuild. I wonder if this if the the Patriots don't take the same I mean, because Greg Popovich and the Spurs literally tanked. They traded any good player that they had that that, that was going to help them win games, and they wanted to get as few wins as possible, and it worked out. They now have Victor Wimbanyama, and they're going to be in the mix, and and you know, Greg Popovich has a chance to bring it back. You wonder if would would you could you see the Patriots in the next couple of months coming to that kind of a conclusion if they keep losing games? Um, I I would be wary of Bill Belichick. Um, orchestrating the rebuild with what if the tank okay. job. Uh, if he didn't have an offensive coordinator that could be trusted, Bill O'Brien cannot. I'm not going to let Bill O'Brien right, handle the development of our brand new franchise quarterback. I, If I'm Robert Kraft, I say, listen, Bill, I trust you. you. You you've been the GOAT. You're great. But I need you to go find an offensive coordinator and a, a quarterback nurturer that can guarantee a, 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 a smooth development and transition for our future franchise quarterback. And I, and I predicted in my head you would say that. So what if, this is what I was thinking, what if Bill Belichick said, okay, Kraft, we're going to tank this thing, and Kraft said what you just said, and he said, okay, then I'll help, I'll, I'll with my all my football Yoda wisdom, mm-hmm. I will identify the up-and-comer, we'll bring him in, and he'll be the, the mm-hmm. coach-in-waiting kind of thing, right? The heir apparent. I'm not opposed to that. I mean, go bring in who's the co- who's the ben guy Johnson? You, ben Johnson, Mo- Detroit. Detroit Lions. Not opposed to that. Say, Robert, let's go hire Ben Johnson. Uh, I'll help rebuild the, the, the you know the defense and keep that rolling, and then we'll hand this thing off because coaching waiting always works so well. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, because I mean, because you know Robert Kraft. The only reason I say it is that Robert Kraft, you know, he's looking for a soft landing out of this yeah. Bill Belichick, and he's thing. definitely looking for the next coach, even if it's not to fire Bill Belichick immediately. He knows it's coming in a few years. But and, and like people talk about the record, like Bill Belichick is one win from three hundred, right? But he's still like twenty nine wins away from John Shula. Yeah, he's got a little while to go to catch him. My man CB sent this, so I'll find it because CB sent it. Yeah, so today. he's like twenty nine behind Don Shula right now. Yeah, so, I mean, that's uh, like five seasons. Shula's at 328, Belichick's at 299. You're right. So, yeah, he's 29 behind so, him. I don't think if you're he's 30 I think, to pass him. I think if you're Robert Kraft, you can say, look, 300's a nice round number. Let's get to 300. We're not, but, you know, that, that I'll be interested to follow that because, I mean, obviously we know what the storylines of the NFL are. It's, you know, who can go win the Super Bowl, but there's also the other side of who can put themselves in line. And I think it's going to be a lot like, yeah. just like the NBA knew how big that Victor Wenbanyama pick is. Everybody understands just how big that Caleb Williams pick could be. Now he didn't play a good game against Notre Dame the other night. We know Caleb Williams is a special player, mm-hmm. and Drake May, pretty dang special player at Miami at uh, North Carolina. Well, you can have two or three special quarterbacks yeah, in this draft. I mean, that's it's that deep of a quarterback draft. And yeah, if if Belichick's trying to get the record, which I think he does, want the all time wins record at this pace at this rate. It could take him like five years to get it. Well, yeah, 29 wins. <laughs> yeah, right. At this pace, he's not Belichick of Brady Belichick where he gets well, that I mean, 30 I'm, wins in three years. An 11-win season in the NFL is not bad, and that you got to need three of those to get to. And he ain't close to no three of no. those. He's close to 500 seasons. He'd be lucky to win games this year. I mean, they're one and five. <laughs> yeah. I also think, because it, 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 it's interesting to me when you think about this draft class and now NIL in, pro, in college football, the, you know, kids don't have to go. I mean, Shador Sanders make ten million bucks. He doesn't have to go. And Caleb Williams will probably Caleb make Williams the same big, same yeah, spot. So it's like, well, close to that. but if the Patriots are out there, or the Giants, the New York Giants is a great organization, or has been traditionally. They haven't been very good of late. Uh, a team like that to go play for Brian Dayball, it'll be interesting to see because the Bears, of course, locking in on picks Arizona is going to be up there for sure. But uh, I'll be following that as the NFL season goes on. Would Bill Belichick actually follow the path of Greg Popovich? And tank it uh, to get his next quarterback because Mac Jones ain't it. 
Well, they don't I'm not need saying to, they're doing right great now, job. With... They don't need to tank. They're just bad. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so, You're right about that. Yeah, they're just bad right now. And yeah, it's Mac Jones. That experiment. They seem to be done with that experiment now. I think they. Well, I think he's done with them too. I don't think he liked the whole idea of not. Ha- I mean, you could understand a player <laughs> souring. You don't even hire an offensive coordinator last year. You're working with. Defensive guys to call offensive yeah, plays. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge that calling plays, a special teams and a defensive coach. Then they brought in Bill O'Brien. It's like, well, that is an, an offensive coordinator. It is an improvement, but Bill O'Brien, let's, let's be honest, well, another he's reason, not highly coveted as an offensive mind. No, and another reason I bring this up is, you know, it's October the 6th, 17th. Now the trade deadline is in two weeks. Could um, they trade Mac Jones to a team? That, yeah. It could. Would, would would Mac Jones be a trade piece trade piece for somebody? I don't mm. know. To give him a fresh start, try something new. I don't know. He Some, definitely needs a fresh start. I agree with that. Yeah. Now I don't think they would trade him in division to the Jets. Jets yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would happen. But I don't know. Keep an eye on that. Uh, all right. One other note. There's a story out today, Rod, at theAthletic.com. In it, Bruce Feldman. Uh, Bruce Feldman, the great college football writer, oh, yeah. has a quote on a story he wrote about Texas A&M and its underperformance under Jimbo Fisher. Texas A&M, I'm told, will find the money to get rid of him if he can't get this thing going. I, I'm quote, not shocked by that. They got the money. Will find the money. He's got – they'll find the money. That means he's going to ask like two or three of their sugar daddies, hey, man, you guys willing to fit the bill for this because we're tired of Jimbo. Are you tired of him too? Because they, they, the money is there. a has got plenty of money. Um, they, they just got to make a decision. If you're going to move on from Jimbo, who are you going to move on to? Yes. I think that's the biggest issue because Jimbo was supposed to be your grand slam home run hire, and I think for a while it was. Um, but obviously now he's you're not getting the return on that investment you would like. Uh, and you can't afford, when Texas good, officially goes into the SEC, you can't afford to be on a downward trend at that time. Because then recruiting could really shift in the state. Like dramatically shift uh, in Texas' favor. Right now, you guys are duking it out. NIL, you know, A&M's winning their fair share. Uh, Texas winning their fair share. That could be a huge landslide of momentum for Texas. If Texas has a great year this year, and has a down year, and them, you know, gets rid of Jimbo Fisher or stays with Jimbo Fisher and then continue to spiral or hire the wrong guy and then get even worse. And by the way, Texas fans, we know about hiring the wrong guy, right? It's happened to us multiple times. So it can happen to Aggies, and that's the path I think they want to be weary of. If we get rid of Jimbo, can it get worse? Remember, after we got after Texas got rid of Mac Brown, they're like, can it get – yes, but it I got think, worse I, after but, getting rid of Mac Brown. Well, and I think you're right, though. If Texas continues to be on the ascent yeah. and they're recruiting – I mean, last year they stole Anthony Hill Jr. from mm-hmm. A&M. And why? Because Anthony Hill wanted, wasn't happy with the development that was going on. That's exactly right. And now we're talking about this offensive line at A&M, how wretched it is. I mean, these are highly recruited players that are not able to block. That's a problem. Uh, you know, Texas has been trying to build their lines of scrimmage to be ready for the SEC. And hell, A&M's been in the SEC for the last 10 years, and they're still not up to snuff up front mm-hmm. right now under Jimbo Fisher. I mean, and the numbers are ugly, right? They're 4-3 and three right now. They're, he's 43-24 and 24 at A&M. He's 25-20 and 20 in the SEC competition. Um, it's a, it's a mediocre product. Period. And they're paying them maximum money, uh, premium money. And they got talent. Uh, and we obviously know we know talent. the names that would be out there, right? <laughs> the immediate names would be Urban Meyer. Would he come back? Deion Sanders', Sanders. names will be mentioned. Yeah. I don't think he would take it. You know, because A&M, College Station is such a 
bastion of cultural diversity. Well, that's the place you want to be, <laughs> Texas A&M. Uh, he's going to have bigger opportunities. Uh, I'll mention him. We know Jeff Elko. Would they think Mike Elko? Elko it's Duke. not a splash though. But might be. But you don't need splash now. You need solid. You need solid. You need somebody who can coach it up. Yeah. Um, Mike, but Mike Elko. I mean Jeff Trailer down at UTSA is a name. Great hire. I think that would be. And can I throw a name on the on the list here? Great Washington team. head coach Kalen DeBoer. I don't think he'd leave Washington for Texas A&M. You don't think so? Not necessarily. Not that they're going to the Big Ten? You know what I mean? Like Exactly right. It'd be different if you were stuck in the Pac-12 and you had no prospects and no future. You've already established a really good you know, offense there and, and, and a program now. When you lose your quarterback, Michael Penix, maybe that's a consideration if they don't have somebody you know, to, to, to bring in the program right after him. But, man, I mean, why, why, what, what's the reason for Caleb DeBoer to go to, to A&M to go to the SEC? Why? What's the, give, give me the reason why, because he has access to more talent? Yeah. I mean, that would be the only argument. And Michael Penix is leaving. And that quarterback has been his quarterback for five or six years now. That's true. But that that's be, like, it depends on the quarterback. If you don't at. think you can get that next quarterback going into the Big Ten, I don't know. Like, that's just a name I think needs to be oh, d- yeah. discussed with he what he's doing there at Washington. Yeah, no question. Um, I just don't know if he would be incentivized or motivated to go to A&M. I'm just throwing out the names I think will be mentioned, but you're right. I mean, he may say, nah, I'm good. I'm at Washington. We're going into the Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, but you got to be able to find that next quarterback. Uh, he's done a heck of a job there because that team is fun to watch. They're well coached. We saw Texas up close with them in the Alamo Bowl last year. Really good team. Shouldn't it be easy? My thing, when you get an offense like that, it's like Sark's offense. It should be easy to recruit a quarterback to it. You should. A quarterback just to watch that offense and go, I want to be the quarterback of that offense. That well, offense looks right. awesome. He or should receiver be able to attack and go, the yeah. So I think he, I, I, I wouldn't look at their recruiting classes, but I bet they've been recruiting pretty good the last two years with that offense. But there's no doubt life gets tough when you lose your elite quarterback. Um, and I and, and ask, my, ask Jeff Trailer about it. Jeff Trailer's about to lose his. Well, that's too. right. That's why you wonder if Jeff Trailer's <laughs> yeah. starting to. Well, yep. I mean, I think Jeff Trailer would like to see the University of Houston take some more losses. That Hail Mary mm-hmm. thing the other day, he was really happy for that. Yeah. I mean, he'd because, be great in Houston. Wouldn't he be great? He'd, be, he'd basically do what he did in San Antonio, the same thing in 713. Yeah. He would do the same thing. Agreed. Yeah. I think that would be a great fit. And, you know, you know the Aggies and their fans, if they're going to buy out Jimbo Fisher, they're going to be shooting for the moon. I mean, you've got to go big. They want home run. Yeah. I know. I think that's that. That actually may get them in trouble trying to get the home run, because the right the right hire might be Mike Elko and the splash hire. I think are sometimes often two different things. Well, and and you know what, um, maybe because we think that that they want the splash, but I think right now Aggie fans just want a better coach, stable. Solid. Yeah, because this is bad right now, Rod. It, it as I said, watching that Tennessee game, it was almost it was almost unwatchable how bad the game was. It was. I mean, I know Max Johnson's your backup quarterback, but you gotta have you better than that. In your what is he, your seventh? Yeah, I mean, but how are you this bad? He is, but we talked about it yesterday, and I'll go get the numbers. The offensive line is one of the worst O lines. No, that's what I'm saying. And you got Steve Adazio's your I mean, that just means your culture's bad. You're not physical. You're getting good players. I mean, we've seen oh, you're, them. NIL, you're getting some of the best players in the country. Yeah. Even Nick Saban's jealous yeah. of some of the players you're getting. <laughs> Nick and Saban then you watch him play and you're like, what is that? That was awful. I mean, it was awful. I mean, <laughs> that was awful. In year seven, yeah, the Aggies' overall pass block grade was twenty one point six against Tennessee. That was the lowest grade of any category that see this year. And you go look at it, man. They've just been struggling to to pass protect, and as a result, uh, Max Johnson's has been under constant duress all season long. It's not good, man. It's not good. And you, but I think you said it to start that after I posed the question. Because according to Bruce Feldman in the Athletic, that they will find the money if this continues. Um, you know, it's 
it's critical critical time in the recruiting rank because A and M, you're going to the, here comes Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC, mm-hmm. and there's a chance they could. Looks like they're both going to come in on a high. It looks like because it. one of them might be you know whoever they both Texas and Oklahoma can play their way back to the Big Twelve championship game. The winner may be going to the playoff rod. Mm-hmm. Now they got to get there and they got to you know earn their way, but. They would be, both be coming into the SEC on a high, and that's going to be your main recruiting rivals, right? I mean, yeah, they recruit it, Texas like unlike any other programs in the and, in and the as country. we've seen, it's been able to help Texas being able to say we're going to the SEC. You'll get to play in the SEC. I mean, how many times has Jerry Hamilton joined us and say, you know, Colin Simmons, Arch Manning, you know, all mm-hmm. these big recruits that Texas is landing, Art Anthony Hill would have never come to Texas if they weren't moving to the SEC. It wouldn't yeah. have happened. Yep, you're right. Well, you I mean if you're A and M, you got to do something because anybody can watch that product and realize that. Didn't, I don't want to play there. I don't want to play there. That ain't good. Well, and I think like how how defensive guys may still want to go to A and M watching the defense. How do you how do you as an offensive player, like an offensive prospect coming out of high school, look at the Jimbo Fisher offense at any position, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, or O line, and think I want to play in that offense? I don't know. I want to be the quarterback. I, like literally, that's what I was thinking sitting there watching that game on Saturday. Like, right? How does anybody think that? It's it's it it is awful. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic either. No. I mean, they, they scored 13 points in a college football game. I know it's at Tennessee, but this is 2023. No, it sets football th- back. The, <laughs> the Texas A&M quarterbacks have been hit more times than any other quarterback in the country this year, 26 times. The, the Aggies have allowed 92 pressures, fifth most in the country this season. It's hell. Hell, Max Johnson was pressured on 25 or 35 dropbacks versus Tennessee. It's just hard to be the Aggie quarterback. Yeah. And who would want to be the future? He's got Evan Stewart out there. You've got good running backs. You've got good players. That's the I don't know that it, it does remind you of times of when, when Texas had the wrong coach, right? They mm-hmm. were, they had some good players out there, but man, what is going on in the lines of scrimmage? You remember that? Why is this team so average? How are they losing and and being? I mean, they scored one touchdown against Tennessee. It came in the first quarter. That was it. That was it. That was, that you, was the extent you of your offense. You brought the adjustments in the second half yeah, of their, their last two drives games. have been, you know, abysmal, abysmal, <laughs> yeah, not good. All right, so there you go. That's the uh, Bruce Feldman story. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Ty, do you have a name? If if the Aggies' job were to come available, who would be your? Uh, who would you fear? Because like, I think uh, Longhorn fans, I think Longhorn fans now know. Okay, we got to fear this guy Venables. He's who pretty damn good fear? at Oklahoma. Who would put fear into you? Oh, that's good. Um, maybe Urban Meyer. I don't know. Six. Aggies don't really put a fear in my eyes. I'll see Jeff Trailer would for me. Isn't it Woody? Trailer because I think if Trailer gets the right program. The pressure, though. He's a dynamic guy. He's like he's just he's, he's doing he, it with no pressure. He, but I know, but he fits AM's like the culture of the community. He's an he East fits Texas it really guy. good, man. Beast t- Texas. He ooh. I, I I think he would scare me because I think he's solid and stable. And he can recruit. And he can recruit. And in oh, I, I I think he would scare me a little bit. Is this a little bit? Okay. We'll take your thoughts on that. Uh, we'll go behind the burn orange curtain, talk some Texas football. Of course, Dion coming up would, as a... but I don't think Dion's going there. No, I think Dion. No, Dion's holding out for like USC or something else when the Lincoln Rally leaves. <laughs> he, Dion wants a bigger, I think he wants a, a bigger show. I think he knows now he's got a lot of people looking at him right now. I, does Dion stay in Colorado one more year? That's a real question. Yeah. He does. Until Shadur is gone. I think he's coming back a year. Okay. Hey, we'll quarterback class is too deep. Yeah, good point. Let's uh, pick it up next segment. Rod will take us behind the burn orange curtain one more time. Here from Sark, if you missed it, uh, get the injury update from uh, coming out of the bye week. And actually, it's a very optimistic and uh, surprising uh, injury update from Sark coming up behind the burn orange curtain. Also, before the end of the hour, we'll get you some what's popping picks on our way to a Tuesday. Hook them up. Aaron Hogan. 
Rod Babers. Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Somebody asked, would A&M hire Art Bryles? No. no. They wouldn't be that desperate. Joy McGuire, then the SEC would run through College Station. <laughs> yeah, the runs. Joey Juice, you know, they're what? So what's the, what's the Red Raider record? Two and four? Yeah. Yeah, they don't run through Lubbock. Dang it. Like I said, runs in Lubbock. Hey, as of this morning, through. according to BetMGM, the odds to win the NFC belong to highest odds. Best odds are the 49ers, plus 175. Eagles, plus 320. Cowboys, plus 450. They got Eagles. They got Cowboys with better odds than the Lions. They do. Okay. Would you put uh, at a this is a pretty good futures bet plus six hundred on the Lions to win the NFC? It's good value. That is pretty good value. That's because they they still they don't they truly they trust Dak more than they trust Jared, Jared Goff. I think is what it comes down to. What? Dak was the highest graded quarterback by Pro Football Focus in Week Six. Yeah, they gave him. Uh, it was plus four fifty yeah. Lions or plus six hundred. Dak had nine incompletions, right? I believe seven of those were to Michael Gallup. Who can't catch. <laughs> he had nine. Uh, odds to win the AFC at the same spot. Chiefs plus 250. Bills plus 450. Dolphins plus 450. Ravens plus 750. Uh, yeah, Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs haven't even played a really good football game yet. No. They, they, every time and you they're 5-1. and one. Yeah, every time you watch them, they look shaky, and they just find a way to win because it's that championship DNA. Kind of how the Astros are, right? It's like they just find ways to win, even though they didn't look great all the time. Uh, I think the Chiefs need to trade for a wide receiver. I don't know who that could be. Um, you know, the Patriots actually have, who was the, uh, Juju Smith. Is that? Schuster. I don't think he's going to move the needle. I know I'm not moving, but, but he's he might, somebody that's familiar with the offense that well, knows the offense. And that's right. I mean, it's not like Patrick Mahomes needs, like, Tyreek Hillback. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He just needs someone who can catch. The Patriots a, signed Juju to that terrible contract. I mean, did. it's not for a lot of money, but it's like three And that's years. why the Chiefs probably, yeah, maybe they'll pay some of it and Chiefs they, can bring him back. The Patriots should have re-signed Jacoby Myers. They, they, they let him walk and then basically signed Juju for the money that he was asking for. Yeah, that for. was dumb. Mm, yeah. Because uh, Jacoby Myers has been a good player for jo- Josh McDaniel and the Raiders. Uh, updated odds to win the World Series at BetMGM. Rangers plus 110 yeah, as of this morning. Plus the, 110. The Rangers, yeah. Phillies plus 135. Hey. Astros plus 650. If I had to put money on it right now, I'd probably put money on the Rangers. They look that good. Well, you would have made more if you'd have done it a week ago. Oh, but yeah. Either way. <laughs> well, I, I didn't feel that good about them a week ago. Now I feel Astros really at plus 650. If you're still feeling good out there, Astro fans, mm. you might make some, some snacks. Some, uh, nah. You're feeling Dusty Baker. They're going to go to Arlington and get, or get well. Nobody's feeling good about that, E. Dusty Baker is. <laughs> Dusty Baker's smoking. Come on, man. <laughs> that good stuff. Defending champs. Champs until proven otherwise. Got to knock them off. And so far, they're, they're on their way. It's 2-0. Yeah, they're on their way. Hey, can we uh, go behind the BOC? Burn Orange Curtain time. We're talking Texas football as they're coming out of the bye. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? All right, let's get back to some of the uh, the Sark sound. We hadn't played uh, Cut 5, and this is when he's talking about, someone asked him about, and this is something that I was concerned about as well, someone asked him about the two-minute Offense. So sorry, two minute drill defense. Which was terrible. Both of both halves against Oklahoma. Yes, end of the first half, end of the second half. Texas gave a field goal into the first half in the last two minutes. Uh I believe in the yeah, end of the first half, and then the last obviously game winning touchdown drive they gave up too. So he gave up ten points. Uh basically the final two minutes of each half combined. Uh and that's that's essentially gave uh, Oklahoma uh the game, especially with that game winning touchdown. Here's Sark when he was asked about what 
changes have been made, uh, what what they're going to do to remedy the issue of Texas having subpar performances in the last two minutes of uh, halves? Uh, you know, from a two-minute standpoint, you know, as I went back and watched that, that, that last drive and a couple of these drives, I think one – we have to t- we have to improve our tackling in two minute. You know, um, I think it was the second play of that drive two weeks ago. We had an opportunity to get the receiver down in bounds, um, and we we don't leverage the ball very well. You know, we don't get them on the ground. You let the receiver get out of bounds. Well, when you get out of bounds, you can stop the clock. Now teams can run whatever play they want to run. So I think. One thing is to zone drop right. Another is to is to keep your pass rush lanes clean, which is something that we've talked about. And then the third component to that is you have to tackle well. Um, and so all that added up to in the end of the, that drive, which I think is, is mightily important, and it, it kind of came up in the middle of the drive too, our communication's got to be on point. So all those things add up to, I'm not, not, not that, hey, you, we, as coaches, we always want to make the perfect call and the best call, and, and I get all that. But at the end of the day, we still have to execute the call. And there's a lot of levels to execution, um, one of which is communication, everybody on the same page. Two is doing our job, man, zone coverage, pass rush lanes. But then three, we, we still have to continue to tackle. We can't relax. And I thought that those were a couple areas where uh, I think we can improve. Yeah, so the end of the first half um, where Texas gave up a field goal defensively. It was a minute 53 seconds, I believe, that Oklahoma um, had the ball at the end of the half and ended up scoring a field goal. And it was 77 seconds. I think they only used 62 of them at the end of the game versus Oklahoma and ended up scoring uh, seven points. That was the game-winning touchdown. And if you look at that last drive, both of those last drives of the half, uh, end of the first half, end of the second half, and I went back and looked at my notes I counted six missed tackles total in on those two drives. Six missed tackles. Uh, you also had uh, two busted coverages because you had the 20-plus yard reception by Drake Stoops. There was a busted coverage on that one. And we said these safeties in the corners were playing different coverages. And then the busted coverage on the last game-winning touchdown play. So that's two busted coverages combined on those drives. You had a gap integrity breakdown. Remember, you had two players rushing the same gap. That was uh, Terrence Brooks and Ethan Burke on the last uh, touchdown running drive as well. And uh, you go look at the penalty. Don't forget about you had a pass interference penalty on that last drive too. So if you go look at those last two drives total, where Texas should have been playing some of their best defense football, they had to focus because kind of a crisis situation defending the two minute drill. They had six total missed tackles. They had a um, they had multiple penalties. They had a penalty, of course, the, the two coverage busts. They had the penalty on the PI. Uh, they also had gap integrity, one in gap integrity breakdown as well. So you're talking about multiple issues, all right, on those two drives. That's something Sark's got to get figured out, and they need to work on the communication in the back end to make sure everybody's confirmed on the same page. Uh, the gap integrity issue to make sure that everybody's rushing the passer and being disciplined in that pass rush lanes he talked about, uh, but also the penalty. You know, penalties sometimes you can't avoid them, but you need to start. You need to avoid penalties in that critical, crucial situation. All right, in the last two minutes of the half, and of course, yeah, you got to make the tackle. Period. So. It's, it's multiple issues that are affecting him. And they only had, in my opinion, three opportunities this season to go up against a starting quarterback. 
because they only placed three starting quarterbacks. Jalen Nuro, uh, Dylan Gabriel was the only starting quarterback, and was it JT Daniels for Rice? The rest of the season, they faced backup quarterbacks. So look at when you're facing a real starting quarterback in a two-minute drill. They've had that situation pop come up three times so far this year, and they've given up points every time. They gave up points where Alabama was in that two-minute drill situation uh, once, and they gave it up, of course, against Oklahoma on two different occasions. So that's something they got to figure out. Yeah, that red zone, and I think the tackling was big, as he mentioned, in that game. And that, you know, open field tackling is important, Rod. And then the the quarterbacks they face, the run-based offenses they face have not really challenged that. You know Dana Holgerson will, right? You know Houston will with a good set of wide receivers and a quarterback who the Longhorns have seen before. So hopefully that, that got cleaned up and um, able to, you know, they just didn't match the energy and the uh, the intensity that Oklahoma played with, and that was the real disappointing part. Uh, they got to bring their own mojo here the rest of the way. Oklahoma, you know, that was their game, right? That was their circled game. It was. But you know it is for Houston too, right? I mean, uh, they, they won a miracle game with a Hail Mary that they had no business winning, but – in and around that, Rod, they had a week off, and then they have extra time to prepare for Texas from Thursday to now, to Saturday. Yep. So, you know, they're going to be coming. They're going to have a sellout crowd. It's in their building. It's not over at NRG Stadium. It's in e, you know, TDECU Stadium, which will mm-hmm. be 40,000 people. So, yeah, no, I, I looked. That, that's what I'm watching for. Long ones are a 21-point favorite, and I think they're rightfully. But did they clean up the messes? and the issues that it will prevent them from getting back to the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, it's listen, the reason Texas is a 21-point favorite is because the U of H defense is just bad. It's one of the worst defenses in the country. I'll go over I went through these numbers earlier uh, this week, but I'll go over them again just so you know. 107th in scoring defense last in the Big 12. 117th in pass defense last in the Big 12. 99th in rush defense, 12th in the Big 12. Ouch. 79th in red zone defense, 10th in the Big 12. 126th in touchdown percentage uh, defense in the red zone, last in the Big 12. 117th in total defense, last in the Big 12. 106th in 10-plus yard plays allowed. Uh, that is uh, That is actually second most in the Big 12. So, not the most. Uh, they're 90th in 20-plus uh, yard plays allowed, um, and they are second uh, tied for the second most in the Big 12 as well. And they are 123rd in third down defense. That is last in the Big 12. And they're 133rd in fourth down defense. That is 14th, and that is last in the Big 12. So really bad defense. That's why Texas is favored by a ton of points. So Texas should be able to have their way offensively with that U of H defense. It's either going to be a shootout or it's going to be a blowout. And if it's a shootout, that's what U of H wants. U of H, as he just mentioned, they got extra time to prepare. And if I'm Dana Hogan and U of H, I'm pretty much going to take everything that you that uh, Oklahoma did against Texas and try to replicate it on our level. You got a quarterback, Donovan Smith, that can uh, run the quarterback draw. As a matter of fact, I saw them run the quarterback draw several times in that uh, game versus West Virginia, and they like to run it in the in the red zone too, which is what Dylan Gabriel and Oklahoma did. He had five quarterback draws for 59 yards versus Texas. Donovan Smith will run a quarterback draw. He'll also extend plays and scramble, and they'll have him at part of the quarterback running game. Even the power quarterback run game in short yardage he'll be a big part of and Longhorn fans remember that all too well when he was the starting quarterback at Texas Tech the veer and shoot is an air raid it's a cousin of the air raid offense essentially Art Browse came up with the veer and shoot offense that's what Oklahoma runs uh, Jeff Levy is the son-in-law of Art Browse Dana Hogerson can use a lot of the concepts uh, and a lot of the same philosophy that the veer and shoot uses because it's the air raid and they're 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 related and so they, they run the up-tempo, which Oklahoma did 
really well. They executed up-tempo really well, which neutralized Texas pass rush. All right, when Texas pass rush gets undisciplined and out of their lanes, he can hurt you with the quarterback run game like Dylan Gabriel did, and they have really good wide receivers at U of H, speedy wide receivers that can hurt Texas on the outside if they don't tackle just like Oklahoma did. Pretty much every problem that Oklahoma presented to you offensively, they can do the same thing. Not the elite level of execution, but if you don't solve those problems, it can end up being a shootout and way more, way closer than you think. Yeah, and you know, like everyone has, even though their defense is no good, can you play bend but don't break? And mm-hmm. can you force Texas into the red zone? And that, those are, I mean, really everything Texas is doing now is, is to, to to play to that bar. And if they do, I think they'll win their next six games. Um, but you know, that's really the challenge. If, and Sark has said this many times: keep getting better. Uh, and maybe it took playing in Oklahoma to to expose some of these issues that yeah. maybe hadn't been exposed yet. But that's that you know teams that win championships improve and go fix those things during the season. Uh, during the season, we'll see if Sark and this this staff and this team can accomplish that because um, you know, the the they won't they'll, they'll be double double digit you know, point favorites in every game the rest of the way. I don't see I a game right. on the schedule there won't be a a double digit favorite. Now, can you win that. all those games by double digits? We'll see. It feels like the toughest part of the schedule is in the rearview mirror. Uh, and sitting at number eight in the country and the highest-ranked one-loss team, that's not a bad place to be yeah, if you're the uh, Texas Longhorns. Exactly. And, you know, if you just take care of business, stay focused on the task at hand week to week, like you said, getting better week to week, correcting the the issues and as to coaches solving the problems week to week, all the teams ahead of you, they'll beat each other up. They'll knock each other off. You ain't got to worry about that. And you're hoping Oklahoma takes care of business because you'll get your revenge game, too. You, it's all in front of you. Your revenge game, uh, your college football playoff hopes and aspirations, Big 12 title game, it's all right there. They've earned this position to be in. By the way, Oklahoma off their bye week, too. will play Central Florida this weekend. Um, biggest game in the Big 12 outside of the Texas Houston game is uh, West Virginia and Oklahoma State. Hey, of, yeah. where is that at? That it's is in Morgantown. It's at oh, it's Morgantown. Morgantown. That'll be interesting to see how Oklahoma State plays away from home. They're good at home. I don't know how they play away from home, though. You know who's not good on the road? Aggies. Uh, They've lost eight straight on the road. Given. <laughs> Sorry. Jimbo's lost eight straight on the road? Uh-huh. In conference <gasps> In conference games, I believe is like, how, yeah. I just don't. I, they got to do so. They got to do something to try to turn the season around. They really do. Big upset win. I don't know what they're gonna do. They have to try to figure it out. We'll be back. Uh, we'll get some what's popping, including a, a Ty Sex Panther pick of the night. And uh, I'll give Ty the, the advice of why gambling is so difficult. We'll have that for you. Come back. Hook him up. The Horn Text Line has moved. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. What's poppin'? Who you Brand new with, just hopped in. The pick of the day is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks when you use promo code HORN. What is popping on a Tuesday? Only the baseball tonight. That would be the uh, Phillies and Diamondbacks. Ty, is that your pick tonight? Phillies uh, at home? There's football tonight. Oh, there's football for 50 straight days. I know. It's not yeah. like the biggest. It's one of the big games. But um, well, football Ty, where, where, where are we leaning on? I mean, Phillies have, have been undefeated at home. They have Aaron Nola on the mound. They beat Zach Gallon last night, who's the best <sighs> pitcher for the Diamondbacks. This just feels big time like Phil's for me. But, uh, I might not touch it. I think I'm going to go with the Liberty Middle Tennessee State game tonight. Liberty is a good team. They're six and zero. 
Yeah, I'm, uh, they're minus 14 and a half right now. A lot of movement during the week, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take them. That's my pick of the day. I like Liberty that. Liberty minus 14 and a half against Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. State. And you did end up taking the under for the Cowboys last night, and that, that hit by 13 points. Yeah, the only thing I got wrong last night, I had the Diamondbacks. I did not. I don't think I said that on the air, but that was one How of my you take them few for? picks. I had the Cowboys minus one and a half, Diamondbacks, under, and then the Rangers, obviously, which – is yep. a lock. Middle Tennessee Liberty <laughs> tonight is on CBS Sports <laughs> Network. If you're looking for some football, also you can watch Southern Miss at South Alabama in Fun Belt action tonight. That's a 6:30 game. Fun Belt and uh, Western Kentucky's at Jacksonville State this evening in Jacksonville, Alabama. So those are your three games. Fifty days of football. The feast continues. <sighs> Rodney, such a beautiful thing. It is. I love, a- love just random football being on because you're you're just scrolling through and you're just stopping. Even if you're not really interested. You just stop and watch a few minutes of it. And yeah, you just yeah. keep scrolling yeah. along if you don't like well, it. Well, South uh, Alabama and Mobile, that's a Major Applewhite calling the plays there. Oh, wow. Thank you for reminding me of that. I might check that out, yeah, actually. Major. They're playing one and yeah. five Southern Miss. Oh, man. And Major. Liberty 6 uh, and 0. Oh. Liberty playing good football. They're playing good defense right now. Can I give you a number on why Ty is poor and probably shouldn't <laughs> gamble? <laughs> because he mismanages his money and he likes to go out no. every weekend? So, and most gamblers bet favorites, right? How about this? Favorites in college football through seven weeks. Ready for ready, Ty? Through seven weeks. 241 winners, 244 losers, and a push. So 49.5%. That's Vegas, yeah. It's dead even. <laughs> that's how they're supposed to, that's, that's what that, it's supposed to be, right? Hey, yeah, because yeah, you're, right, you're supposed to pick the winners. That's why it's even, but you, if you, you're if you the difference. Well, that's why they give you points, or you, they take away And that's points. why yeah. the juice is the, the they make their money on the VIG, so yeah. they don't care. They just want the VIG. They want the it's commission. I mean, if you're doing sales, commission is where you make your money. That's where Vegas makes their money is the commission on yeah. these things. Can you pick they, the underdogs that win is the question. That's how you know you're good. Right, and that's why the line moves yeah. depending on how much money's on either side of it. So they move it to like, oh, well, let's push it a little bit because we, you know, we're going to make – you just don't want to get killed, and then they're going to – over time they make the money on the commission. I did find the uh, TikTok account of that, that inmate, Rashid. Yes. Rashid? I, I sent him in a, a, um, a message. Was he start making picks with us if he can stay out of jail? <laughs> Oh man! Do we know what state Rasheed was in? I think it's he's. I think he's either in Detroit or Chicago. Oh, from the hashtags, we gotta nice. get Rasheed on from Rasheed's picks. From the looks of his TikTok, it looks like he has been incarcerated for at least a, a decent amount of time. Damn! And he also might have a rap career, aspiring rapper. Oh, he's a aspiring he rapper too. That usually helps your rap career when you go to jail. Use that's when there you- was some there was some prison cooking videos in there. Oh, do it come all. on! You might turn this guy into a reality I star. I mean, all the all these videos had a decent amount of views too. He's got cooking videos in prison. He's got like sixty thousand followers. What's so he cooking wow, on? Wow, this guy's <laughs> like half a million likes. It's amazing. What's he cooking on? Like a hot plate? You never watched plate. those videos before? A hot plate? No. My Instagram's full of cooking videos, and sometimes yeah. I'll get into like, "Hey, you want to see how you make a, a grilled cheese and in prison? From in prison? prison? They, yeah. They get like beef sticks out. You make like, like you make like uh, prison wine and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen yeah, those videos. Yeah, they can because they can get. Fire sources. You gotta watch somehow. Love at the Lockup, man. Some of these pre- these prison shows, Those are jail good. shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, what is I've it? Forty days. Forty days in. Where they? Where do you oh, find these yeah. shows? Yeah. Where, uh, oh. The IE Network. I want to say uh, Love at the Lockup is on We, like Women's Entertainment Channel or something like that. Mm. The A no A and E is the one I'm thinking of. And he does have it's, one. It's, I think it's like right the criminal. But yes. The forty days in or whatever, where they send like it, oh, it, a non. I'm gonna stick with criminal naked, naked attraction. Yeah, they, like to scare them straight. No, they 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 send them in like the the 
the sheriff or whoever can, controls the jail uh-huh. sends them in on a mission to like see <gasps> oh, like what's undercover? going on. Cover? Yeah, so they have oh. to act like they're a Ooh, real. I inmate. might watch that show. No, it's good. That's it's actually 40, pretty good. Or sixty days in, sixty days in. Okay, I'll look. And it they up. see how long. And a lot of people don't make it. And some people they're oh. like they're like I want to stay in longer. Like oh, that person's a psychopath. Dude, some stay of these people longer? have been in the jail before. Some of them are correctional officers themselves. Oh. Some of them are some like teachers. That's it's good. It's just That's good true. structure for them. And, and it, shows, and it really does. It does a really good job of showing like the three hots in a cot. What, wow. like what's wrong? And because it is just like CCTV footage. It's interesting. The whole time. It's, it's reality. It's real reality television. Hey, okay. so uh, kind of like that. As far as the gambling, though, the big, still the biggest upset this year in gambling was that Texas State win over Baylor as a 1,400. It was plus 1,400 as road underdogs in Waco. And that was week one, right? That was week one. Yeah, because Vegas is way off in week one. They have no idea. That's still the biggest upset. And yeah. DJ Kenny's team's gone on to be really good. They're 5-2. And, and Baylor's going to be And Baylor's, buh. And buh. I told you, Stad, yesterday, DJ Kenny's uh, Texas uh, State team has the uh, biggest offensive improvement from last year to this year. 20-point improvement with his offense. Hell, he might be one of those coaches that's getting a look at some. Like, if you see the, the domino effect, let's say Jeff Trailer leaves. He would go to UTSA. Yeah, you know what I mean? You could have that situation in the coaching carousel. Or so. he'll stay right there. Yeah, he should. Because Texas State. Come on, man. They wilding right now. Man, Texas State, I got a lot of people in my neighborhood. I didn't even know they were Texas State fans. They got went flags there. out now. And now they, got, they got stuff in the yard. They walking around with the hats on. I'm like, oh, you were in Texas State? Who would have known? I've been living in this neighborhood with you for like eight years. and didn't even know you were a Texas State grad. That's so awesome. they're proud right they're now. They're proud right now. They should be. Well, uh, our man Ty is a. There you go. Disguising as a Texas student at West a, Campus. A, a little bit more for me to. They had a good crowd it. last week. That was cool. Their, their, their tailgating's looking pretty fun now, too. Yeah. Pretty packed. Tailgates hyped. G.J. Kenny's brought some fun back to San hey, Marvelous. Dude, they've been, they, they, the opposing team's been so hyped at throwing water bottles into the stands and breaking people's nose. Remember Bring a couple it. of weeks ago they had some other uh, incident where an opposing player like got into A band it? member yeah. sold a trident. Dude, the Texas State games are hyped. They lit right now. <laughs> good stuff, man. It's Lubbock Light. <laughs> I'd rather be in San Marcos. Love big light. I would rather be in San Marcos too, truth be told. <laughs> uh, hey, Rod, good stuff, man. That's enjoy fun. your uh, film study tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, enjoy your conversation. Mm. We're going to do an on Texas uh, football live chat tonight, right? Oh, that's going to be happening. On Texas football this Seven. evening. Talking 7 p.m. Texas. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be nice. Good stuff. Also, uh, T.Y. T.Y. Get some nicotine in you. All right. My, my guy Jacob hooked me up. I'm good. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> got a drag. You got a drag. Hey, everybody have a wonderful Tuesday. Phillies and Diamondbacks tonight. You can watch the football. We'll be talking about it tomorrow more on Texas and Oakland, uh, Houston. Setting up for Saturday. We'll get to that. Also, uh, preview Astros Rangers. Game three from the Gilf now as they shift back to Arlington. It'll be a fun five hours. It'll start at 6 a.m. tomorrow. If you missed any part of today's show, make sure you go back and listen on the podcast at hornfm.com. Jim Rome is next, then Rich Eisen, then Patrick Davis with your sports complex on a Tuesday. Everybody have a good one. We'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Hook them up.